Well, but, those are not but my what about those comments? Do you condemn those comments or condone them? Well, I'm going to pretend I haven't heard that and say, once again, we all got to come together. Uh, coming I... separately is the problem we've had historically in America. Uh, I think when people get in a circle and start coming together okay. uh, and seeing, you know, who can come first. Mr. Scott, we're and the last one. Well, let me finish. Very let me finish. Uncalled for uh, uh, at this job. Uh, this is a Margaret, prime let me, time let me, show. Let me finish. Boom, boom, shake the mofo room. All right. <laughs> Welcome to... Shut up. The... <laughs> no. It's my show, goddammit. Mm -hmm. I'm turning you down no, 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 no. Welcome to the bituation room. The mofo I... room. The mofo room is mm. coming back. Is We've decided to upgrade the name. Yeah, we've decided Situation to change room it. Is just not creative enough. It's going to be the Mofo. We uh, rebranded um, because uh, a friend of ours cheated on their wife, and uh, <laughs> and that is murder. That's basically murder. Yes. And we have decided um, to maybe take a break from videos for a while because uh it's the equivalent of we I value mean, it's like marriage. He killed a dog live on camera. <laughs> We're talking about the try guy guy. Try Guy Guy. Try Guy Guys. Um, I'm Francesca Fiorentini. Oh, hey. I am the host of this show, The Bituation Room Podcast, live stream, all the things. Uh, Matt Lieb right here. Hi. Comedian, podcaster, currently in the middle of season one of his new podcast, Pod Yourself The Wire. That's right. It's a The Wire Rewatch podcast. It's the world's only The Wire podcast. Nice. A lot of people don't know that because they're like, I've been listening to this other one. And I'm like, nah, that one's not real. So, check it out wherever you get your podcast. The reflection off your glasses really is intense. All right, well, you know, I'll just take them off. <laughs> I can't see. What's up? Welcome to the Situation Room. Uh, we have a really good show. An today. amazing show. Um, mostly because uh, it is the last show, so we're gonna make it good. We're gonna make it sweet. The last show for. Uh, a little bit of time. I'm gonna check in, mm -hmm. uh, th see thing how things are doing. Uh, pop my head up like a groundhog, and if you know, mm -hmm. uh, if if I'm like, don't feel like commenting on anything that's going on. Nothing's happening, by the way, in early November. I mean, what? Name one thing. One thing that I can name. Uh, we're gonna have a baby. That's exactly right. There's no. Nothing. That's the most important thing that's happening in the world is our beautiful child entering it. Yes. And. Uh, and entering a wonderful world, might I add. Wonderful. A, a world. Wonder, like we we practice, mm -hmm. you guys. For Antifa, everybody knows. Mm -hmm. Don't say a word. Yeah, don't say about nothing. how the world really is. Yes, that world is That is the great. best way to prep a child. See, we're already good parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, initially, when the baby was born, I wanted us to first say, welcome to hell. <laughs> Um, we, we workshopped that, but we decided against it because we, we decided welcome to what could be heaven. Yeah, if you play your cards right, <laughs> little baby, welcome, get a job. Welcome that was to uh, heaven now that you're in it. Yeah, oh, that's cute. Um, but anyway, yeah. So this is I'm taking maternity leave. Should be back uh, middle or end of November. Remember, for patrons, 
you get special bonus content yeah. every time that I'm away. You get to see the birth. You get to see the birth live. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, I'm going to try and do our a little bit of a weekly roundup, maybe some lives, some like, you know, uh, unlisted links. So patreon.com slash bituation. Join the Patreon now. And Matt and I are going to have a bonus discussion in addition to uh, the things we're talking about today. Uh, just a little, a little situation in Ukraine and Russia. It was time for an update. Heard of it? Matt Lieb is an expert. I know everything about uh, Bulgaria. Cool. cool. Good. Close enough. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to talk also about Hurricane Ian and mm -hmm. the fallout and what's going on, especially when it comes to Republican hypocrisy. Must, must hold them accountable. Must... Mm -hmm. forever remember their hypocrisy like do not let them off the hook yeah uh then a friend of mine josh healy filmmaker uh is joining us to talk about his new series normal ain't normal which is very very good out now on buzzfeed we um, went to a preview of we it we saw a screening very cool no big deal so good in the caa building we met Rosario Dawson. I mean, we didn't really meet Rosario well, Dawson. Well, I saw Rosario Dawson said from something afar. To her in the bathroom. And I, I was looked like, at her. I was like, I like dope sick. Mm -hmm. We passed each other when I was leaving the men's bathroom and she was entering the woman's bathroom. And I almost was like, what's up? But I did. I'm so glad you didn't. I'm, I was afraid. You know, when you see famous people in real life, it's always just like... Um, it's like being in high school all over again. You're like, I'm not allowed to talk to that person, right? Because they're uh, <laughs> they're above me. Uh, so you I, just look at the ground when you talk to them. Yeah. That's perfectly normal. Yeah, I just uh, uh, and then and then yeah. Um, she's pretty. Yeah, you're prettier though. Thanks. Saved babe. it. Anyway, got him. <laughs> then we're gonna end with a, a little pre-Halloween um, scare tactics in ad campaigns. Mm -hmm. So I want everyone to vote. What is the scariest campaign ad? Yes. And we've got some really good they're, ones. They're, they're good. They're freaky. Oh, it's a Halloween special. Ooh, Ooh spooky senators. But for the and patrons, ghoulish governors. <laughs> uh, speaking of the patrons, um, we are going to be uh, doing a bonus episode all about rainbow fentanyl coming oh. to a Halloween trick-or-treating basket near you. Mm. And uh, we'll talk about kind of the fentanyl Dang, that's insanity. Gonna be, that's going to be in the bonus? Yeah. And so Matt, oh, being an addict. I have so much to say. <laughs> I feel like the regular audience needs to hear it. They do. They do. But Matt has a lot. I think the, the, the fentanyl craze is something we haven't discussed. So we yeah. should discuss And it. I'm an expert. I've done all the opiates. Is fentanyl an opiate? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> very, so, very so opiate-y. Get at that now so mm -hmm. you'll be primed when we talk about opiates and that's everyone right can throw down exactly um, everyone go use no, i'm just kidding all right and with that you guys make sure if you're here you're liking you're sharing the stream subscribe you're clicking all the buttons Five on stars twitch and a review you're 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 cheering bits mm -hmm. And if you're here listening as a podcast, make sure to give this podcast five stars. You know, you guys don't want to, I don't want to lose you in my absence. And, uh, you know, went Scottish. Yeah, really. I don't know. I don't want to lose you. That might have been Irish. I it's, it's more, I was trying to be Irish, but it's okay. So uh, five stars on iTunes helps people discover the show. Mm -hmm. Leave some kind comments. Um, and if you want to tip the show, TBR-Live on Venmo, TBR-Live on Cash App. Mm. And with that, God damn it, let's get in to the final. What are you bitching about? Final for now. Oh. 
Okay. Um, I. What are you bitching about? You start. We'll start. Yes, and it's simple. It's small. Simple. Simple. Small. Um. And it's petty, Ooh. given everything that's happening. This is. These are my favorite types of bitching about. Well, basic. I mean, obviously, I have. I could talk about a lot of things. We're not really going to get into the Christian Walker, Herschel Walker uh, debacle today. Bad. That's a fun one. Which is really fun. Mm -hmm. um, but I just felt like, you know what? Let's give other, let's, let's be more substantive. Let's rise above. But for me, I'm not going to rise above. In addition to lightning crotch, which I have right now, yeah. um, which is basically because I'm about to give birth. Um, pregnancy has made my feet grow. By half a size that's, that's right true. i am no longer an eight and a half i think i am a full-blown nine at this point i think I you're a 10. Fuck, thank you sweetie but your feet are bigger and i have to get rid of if they don't shrink which i don't i don't think that's gonna happen you i have, don't think they're gonna go down mm. in size and it's not that they're they're not swollen no it's like i they're legit bigger like the bones of her foot got minusculely bigger if that's a word yeah, maybe half a size yeah. so i now have to buy new shoes and you have to i have to buy at least 20 pairs of new Dude, shoes so many shoes this no, is no, honestly I'm serious. i don't want to i don't want i'm mad i'm mad about having to get new shoes i like the shoes that i have and i'm fucking pissed that being said the best pair, one of the best, I've never bought Nikes, but I bought them used from a pregnant woman who was like, they don't fit anymore. And I was like, yes. Yeah. So if, and now, you, if you know me and you know, and you wear eight and a half, you could probably inherit some very nice shoes. Oh, that's nice of you. You're going to just give or them Or maybe away? I'll just keep them. Like maybe one day I'll like, my feet will be hot enough yeah. again to fit into these shoes. You'll have your goal foot My little weight. baby foot weight. Yeah. Yeah. You could do Weight Watchers <laughs> on your feet. <laughs> I could just bind my feet. Yeah, I was saying, like, honestly. Throwback to my throwback heritage. Throwback to your you know? heritage. You know, foot binding. Let's do it. It's cool. All the girls are doing it. Mm -hmm. just, First you, of all. You turn your feet into little claws. That's another thing I'm bitching about is, mm. like, I'm tired of every fucking article I read to mm. be, like, blankety blank is trending on TikTok. And you're like, I don't care. Yeah. I yeah. literally don't. Like, seriously, that's all. Like, what is foot binding that all the TikTok influencers <laughs> are into? And, like, then we have to start caring about, like, TikTok teens, teens are making news. Mm -hmm. And I do. Maybe it is about, like, you know, hey, parents, this is what's happening. Sure. Sure. Um, if you don't understand when they say, like, hey, let me get that NyQuil chicken. You're, you know, whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah. If you're wondering why everyone's, you know, getting real sleepy after eating green chicken. But there's a bunch of fucking trends. And I'm like, I don't think this is news. Yeah. The, the problem is, is that, like, news is, for the past decade, I think, has been more and more, like, what are people talking about on social media? And then the, they go to, you know facebook and you know instagram and they're like um everybody's uh eating tide pods and it's like well one kid is it's like no everybody say how everyone's eating tide pods <laughs> that's an editor yeah that's that's the editor of the new york times <laughs> hey oh <laughs> uh, i saw the video of everybody eating tide pods we gotta write about it everyone everyone <laughs> okay that's from the professional um not but yeah, a problematic movie. Anyway, nah, it's fine. Matt, 
what are you bitching about? We have to move on. Do we have to move on? Yes. I feel like, all right. Um, what am I bitching about? Uh, honestly, it's up at the top. It's the stuff about the try guys. That's right. I'm going after you try guys. <laughs> Here's my thing. Um, I found out about, I, I kind of vaguely knew of the try guys, like, uh, you know, just kind of through the internet, you know, occasionally you would see like a video that would go viral of them doing shitty improv or whatever. Um, and like, I mean, here's the thing. Explain who they are quickly. The try guys are, uh, these four now three guys who are like, um, they are influencers who, I mean, it's in the name. They try things. They used to work at BuzzFeed. They right. spun off and have their own show yeah, and they're... their own essentially franchise. And they try new things every week. And then something is like, oh, we have go in. Which I liked was like labor, like simulating labor. Totally. You know, what's it like? Here's the thing. Or uh, doing ballet or all these like silly things that are like pretty vanilla and right. made for like an audience of, you know, 14 year olds. Of, ch of children, safe you know, kind of stuff. And, and that's fine. Here's the thing. When I say bad improv, like I fully recognize we're also doing that. Uh, but I mean, mostly good. You do good. I do bad. Uh, but it's what influencers do. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's uh, like a, it's a thing. You make content. It's kind of silly and cheeky and that's it. That's but what we're going to tell our kid. I do. Uh, she does good. I do bad. Yeah. Yeah. She good. I bad. That's how I was raised. Um, and so, yeah, but here's the thing. I didn't know much about them. And then all this stuff happened with this guy, Ned, who is the, one of the four, uh, try guys. And mm -hmm. he's, I guess, famous for having a wife. I don't know. Um, and he does a lot of videos about how much he loves his wife and blah, blah, blah. And then he was like caught cheating and then, uh, kicked off the show. And that's like totally, you know, understandable as kind of like a corporate thing where caught you're cheating with someone who works on the show, right? Caught cheating with a, another producer who is cheating on her husband or fiance, whatever messy affair drama. And, uh, for me, I was like, well, I, I don't care. Cause I don't know who any of these people are, but I know millions of people watch their stuff and care about it. And so they put out like this first written statement, like after a thorough review, we have decided to split with Ned. And I was like, oh, okay, I don't want to just get this off my timeline. Um, but then recently they put out a video in which the three remaining Try Guys had this like heartfelt piece of content in which they- um, The Try Hards, we call them. Yeah, <laughs> in which they explain in the most legalistic uh hr talk as possible why uh they are splitting with with ned and how distraught they are over the whole thing and the video was like a hostage video and not only that but how they're going to um remove him using computer graphics to like take him out of videos they've already filmed right they're gonna they're gonna they're, stall in him out of videos they're which just I, purging I love him <laughs> they're replacing with andy circus in a motion capture uh, suit and uh that's just how it's gonna be <laughs> no but it's like uh, for me when i was watching it i was like wait 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 uh, this this really feels like no one's business this is like It'd be one thing if they had like committed some like if he if he had committed a crime or like this if felt, it was assault it felt if it dark. was it if, felt really dark and then it was this like total like human thing of like uh people had an affair like that 
Yeah, that, try adultery. How about that video? Yeah, exactly. Try adultery. It's, it seems like. Or try forgiveness is what I keep on thinking about. <laughs> like, just like the one thing or try fucking therapy. Like, try group therapy. Or you guys like, have done try, everything together. Yeah. Why not try therapy? Or try uh, making like one thing in your life, not content. You know what I mean? Right. Like, how about one thing where you go, all right, this is clearly a personal matter between uh, people who work on the show. Now, a lot of people are like, well, he cheated with someone who is technically below him, uh, you know, because it's like she's a producer and he's like one of the talent. Yes. And it's like, yeah, but things aren't, it's not cut and dry like that. Like the the way life works is that not everything is down to like an org chart. You know what I you're mean? All, but like if you're only on supposed to be for... physically attracted to someone who's at your exact right. station. Exactly. You're only supposed to date other celebrities and uh, and cheat with other celebrities. And to <laughs> me, it just felt like, oh, again, are we really about to get into the minutia of this fucking affair? You know what's interesting? It reminds me of when, remember when Kim K got held hostage and robbed for all of her fucking diamonds? Oh, yeah. And her jewels? Yeah. And then went dark on like every, like they stopped filming, the, you yeah. know, keeping up with the Kardashians. They yeah. stopped everything. And I was like, okay, so you're saying the one bit of real shit that happened to you. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to fucking talk honestly about it mm, i mean that seems ridiculous to me that's what i feel about these guys i'm like dude this is something real that happened that, talk about that's, it that's well so i mean i feel you but the way that they talked about it i felt like was because they kept referring to like legally speaking you know with lawsuits pending and whatnot there's they can't go into like detail and they can't slander the guy or whatever um so I'm like, okay, well, then this way of addressing it is kind of, I don't know, it felt to me like they were um, all acting like they're new. Like they're all acting like they're 15 year old children who are, uh, who don't have any life experience and have never seen a couple have an affair before. Like, here's the thing we're having affairs all the time. No, I'm just kidding. But I'm cheating right now. Yeah, we've been like, cheating. Like, my i am physically here but my heart is cheating right now. yeah her, her heart's with somebody else i won't say who <laughs> but they're my enemy no uh but like i just feel like the Ryan way Gosling. the way it was in barbie all <laughs> right <laughs> she loves a guy in pink the way that it was kind of like thrust into the whole uh like social media sphere just kind of felt to me like a little bit like guys is this our business at some point we have to decide some things are none of our business. And Agreed. one of those is a consensual relationship between two people who are cheating. Agreed. Huh? I think it's, I think it speaks a lot to your, it's just, a, it's such a corporate thing to do. Such a weird thing to do, especially among friends. They're like good friends. Right. And they're acting seriously. Like he, he did a war crime. Right. And to me, I'm like, this is why I hate the term cancel culture. Cause that's not what's going on. That is corporate culture. That is, you'll see this that. This is bad Disney, for our brand. You'll see, yeah, this is bad for our brand. They're more mad at him that that he sullied the brand than anything else. And I'm like, he's your friend though, right? And and maybe they're not friends. Maybe they just maybe all they happen to hate work each together. Other. Like, they probably do. Fine, now we'll dress up in sumo outfits Yeah. and see what it's like. Yeah, it's just. I fucking hate you. It's so, it's so weird to me because I'm like, oh, the whole. The whole thing is you guys are like friends. So yeah. this seems strange. Anyway, guys, you know, support your friends. Support your friends. In times of need and, and in their follies. Yeah. 
you know, obviously if they hurt someone, that's that's diff. Yeah. Um, and you know, we should have as many subscribers as the try guys do. Absolutely. Even though I, I individually know a couple and I like them. No, here's the thing. Two of them. Look, here's the thing. Matt will offer himself as a replacement I will be white a try improv guy. dude. I feel like you guys need a they new need wife They need a taller guy. guy. I'm a wife guy. He's got, look at him. He's wearing glasses. He's got fucking plaid on I right now. I can do now. the soy face. People yeah, love like, that Like, shit. honestly, he's here, but wow. he also has- I have acrylics and I'm a man. I could do that. <laughs> I'm really good at trying new things. Oh, God. I tried heroin. Wait, wait, God. Electron Electron Creations is good luck with a new baby and a new shoes. Thank you, Cindy. Which makes me realize baby needs a new pair of shoes. Oh fuck! I didn't I didn't even make that joke. Why do babies need shoes though? All right, we gotta move on. They're not walking. We gotta move on. Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> You know what I mean? No, they need slippers and socks and stuff like that. All right. Not shoes. Though. A lot of things happened this week. A few things I picked up. Um, California Governor Gavin Newsom signed some important bills like allowing farm workers to unionize by mail and making it harder to use rap lyrics in criminal cases. So for all those who were trying to avoid their DUIs by singing designated driver got the keys to my truck, <laughs> uh, that will no longer hold up in court. No, they okay? throw it out. Inadmissible. Uh, but I said, Montel. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Um, now, <laughs> finally, we can legally forget about the drive-by. There's a lot we could do with that. Anyway, Trump, um, you remember him. He wrote on Truth Social that Senate leader Mitch McConnell has a death wish. Mm. That's cute. And then he also called his wife, Elaine, who served in his administration, Coco Chow. Which is both racist and my drag race name. Absolutely, I claim it. Um, Slay Coco Chow. Mm, you go, Coco Chow. People uh, are incensed. Obviously, the Trump basically put a hit out on McConnell's life, but mm -hmm. like that's like being mad at the monster for trying to kill Dr. Frankenstein. Like, buddy, mm -hmm. that thing does not have a brain or a soul. Yeah. And you made him that way. Yeah. Kind of on you, buddy. It's on you. What do yeah. you think he was going to do? Yeah. You let, it, you let loose. it loose. Don't let it loose. Rule number one in Frankenstein law. <laughs> Don't let it loose. Don't let it loose. Number two, maybe you shouldn't. Yeah. yeah. Number you three. Have the idea. Not all ideas you can follow through Invent a on. new dick pill. <laughs> exactly. More, way more money than that than a Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> Don't don't marry Shelly, like explain me, anybody, please. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Getting Mary Shelly explained though on Halloween, kind of perfect. That is perfect. On the same day that we learned this week that in 2009, anti-choice Senate candidate Herschel Walker paid for a girlfriend's abortion, his whiny West Hollywood Republican influencer son Christian called him an abusive liar on social media after years of supporting his dad's political career. People want to slam Walker now for being a hypocrite on abortion, but it seems like he didn't pay for enough of them. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah. you know what they say about abortions. There's always one that gets the, away. Yeah, the one. That Christian's one. the one that got away. I'm like, ooh. Bordy, 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 bordy. <laughs> Look, honest, in, in all seriousness, I feel for Christian Walker. He's had to deal with a lot, but also he's a ratchet ass piece of shit. He really is. He re he's an insufferable monster. <laughs> he's terrible. <laughs> and, and he's definitely using this for clout. Oh, but, 100%. But that means, you know, I digress. Look, it's hard. Um, that, you know, look, 
My dad wasn't really I was around. Say, you had a piece I'm not of- a be. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't scream at people in a Starbucks line or like yell at a gas pump. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the thing. It's like you can't just be like, "Well, my dad was, you know, bad." It's like I know a lot of people with dads who weren't around. But I will give him credit. I'll give him credit for at least doing what the right never does, which is admitting their dads are pieces true. of shit. That's true. That's true. Yeah. They're he, always like, "I love my dad." I like that he, he never hugged you. Yeah, he crossed the. The thin blue line or whatever <laughs> the thin dad mug i am just try- i don't know i don't know it either um kanye west debuted his latest yeezy wear that included a shirt that said white lives matter finally which he was pictured wearing alongside candace owens now a lot of people are calling it a stunt to draw attention or reminding us that he's mentally ill but i think that that is just erasure of uncle ruckus like that is uncle Uncle ruckus Ruckus erasure (laughs) don't whitewash him loving white lives all right Mm -hmm. yeah and also white lives do matter if you think about it think about it think about it real hard for everything else this is the week where all righty let's get into the news. The news. This was the week um, where, well, it's been going on for a while, but we decided it was time to check in with how things are going over in the Ukraine or mm. just Ukraine. My bad. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the war, uh, Russia's war on Ukraine, um, we hadn't actually talked about this seriously, and I do not promise we will talk about it yeah, seriously. I'm going to have to say. But we haven't talked about this since honestly right before the war began when mm. we had anatole levin of responsible statecraft on and he was like mm, i don't oh no the quincy institute excuse me and he was like i don't think uh they're gonna invade right like that was his take and i was like tight 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 and then four days later they did yeah um this is also something <clears throat> the invasion is something i predicted on the damage report That's for those right. of you who listen yeah um so just want to toot my own horn but it's still going on and uh, it's uh, it's not going good. Um, Putin is uh, basically calling the United States uh, like satanic. Um, he held Which, fair enough. Yeah, not wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, he held uh, referendums in eastern Ukraine, which people are uh, seeing as a pretext to annex these four regions: mm-hmm. uh, Kyrgyzstan, Zaporizhia, and separatist republics of Luhansk and Donetsk. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, all told, it's about 15% of Ukraine's territory. Yeah. You can sort of take a look here. So there were these, people are calling it, you know, sham referendums, asking people, do they want to be part of Russia? What, what about those numbers looks like a sham to you? Every election that I've ever seen has a 98.42% yes on something. <laughs> That's normal democracy. <laughs> I love democracy. It's just like, oh, no, it's, look at number. Um, in terms of civilian deaths, UN Human Rights Office has documented nearly 5,600 civilians killed in Ukraine. Um, the Ukrainian Armed Forces said that they've lost 9,000 personnel. Um, Russian forces, about 5,000 service members killed. And um, uh, 13, this is according to Russian officials, say that uh, 1,300 uh, of their own soldiers died in the first week of the war. So it's, that's that's just the first weeks, but... Anyway, um, more than 5,000. It's bad. It's bad on both sides. Um, In terms of Russia's 
war crimes. Let's be real. There's a lot of them. Um, Ukrainian officials say they've documented 34,000 war crimes committed by Russian troops were things like bombing hospitals, targeting civilians. Um, and all of this, of course, was about and around Ukraine's um, hinting and desire to be part of NATO and generally Russia's problem with NATO expansion and et cetera. Um, over the weekend, they Ukraine was like, we want into NATO. In fact, we're putting in our application right apparently there's an application yeah i wonder if they they read an essay too. yeah there's a there, yeah it's like a it's a 2000 word essay yeah um and you should you like you have to have strong extracurriculars um yeah. and all that so <laughs> why i want to join nato well look <laughs> yeah <laughs> Thirty-four thousand war crimes yeah. here you go yeah um so they are applying for their fast track nato membership mm. um which is like a whole separate lane on the highway of course um, and Congress in the United States, however, is just continuing to funnel money to the country. So $12.5 billion in aid was just approved. That's on top of $54 billion it had already approved earlier this year. In total, the U.S. has already given, so handed over, about $16 or $17 billion. Um, some of the weapons are now including mobile rocket launchers. So it's sort of getting heavier and heavier and heavier artillery, um, needless to say, weapons manufacturers are happy as hell about Making a lot of money about know? everything but so that is where things are it seemed a few weeks ago that ukraine had started to take back some territory and i believe they had mm -hmm. um but a lot of it seems like the calculation is neither side can win this quickly right um at this point and you see the United States doubling down on, all right, well, if we just give them more and more and more in weapons, this will be fine. Now, the real thing is, what about nuclear war? Because one of these two sides has a bunch of nuclear weapons yeah. and has not been afraid to basically say that they could use them. So yeah, um, this is from an article in Newsweek that uh, talks about how Biden apparently is actually exercising more caution given the general military, and we'll talk about that. But uh, Putin said this week that Russia would use nuclear weapons over the Ukraine conflict if the country was directly attacked, ominously adding, this is not a bluff. In the event of a threat to territorial integrity of our country and to defend Russia and our people, we will certainly make use of all the weapons av available to us, he said in a special address. Um, now, there are this. there's um, differing opinions on all this let's see uh but one 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 opinion one idea is that some military u.s military folks feel like russia has small nukes right tactical nuclear tactical weapons. nukes and that they might use those small nukes yeah um so the scenario little, little baby firecracker yeah nukes. they're little cute nukes. Yeah. they're cute yeah nukes. they're more adorable than they are dead they're cute except for all the people they um, and well, the, scenar the scenarios range from a nuclear attack in Western Europe to the Russians detonating a high altitude nuclear blast to create an electromagnetic pulse mm -hmm. that could lead to the complete collapse of the energy grid. EMP, like from the Matrix, but real. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then what that's those small nukes mean is interesting because it doesn't really enter into the they went full nuclear 
you know, now we got to go to war scenario. Right. So it would not be a physical attack on land that thus might not be equated with a traditional nuclear attack that would complicate the calculation of whether or not the U.S. response should automatically be nuclear. Mm. And Biden feels like they don't need to obviously have like really a nuclear plan at this point. Biden said nuclear planner and two other senior officials who spoke to Newsweek said the president, President Biden favors non-nuclear options over nuclear ones well, should nice. Russia cross the nuclear threshold. That's always comforting. Yes. <laughs> the officials don't disagree with that view and none of them advocate any use of nuclear weapons in a preemptive strike. But to deter Putin from using nuclear weapons in the first place, the officers say the United States needs to talk the nuclear talk and not be held back by the fear of having to walk the walk. Hmm. I would say, yeah, in this instance, given, you know, Hiroshima, Nagasaki, <sighs> um, given that we've seen what nuclear weapons do, maybe we should be afraid yeah. to walk the walk on yeah. nukes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this idea, too, of like, well, no, I mean, you got to always say that nukes are on the table as like normal foreign policy is so fucking twisted. Yeah. It's the most twisted thing in the world to be like, well, no, 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 no. We have to always at any time. All options are on the table. In any conflict, say one of the options is the end of the fucking world. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. why? Why? Why would that be a necessary thing to do motherfuckers act like we haven't watched dr strange love come on <laughs> i mean it's just it's so insane to me because you know the hawks around him you know they are like just say you'll do it come on i i can't even come if someone doesn't put the nuclear option <laughs> on the table oh you expect me not to come for the next two years <laughs> no but this is the thing it's like so we you're dealing with a madman. You're dealing with not a reliable actor. Yes. My thing is stop further yeah. like psyching him out because yeah. one of the two people are being strategic about it yes. and the other is like, I'll push the button. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. Putin, I think, absolutely would do these tactical attacks. Yeah. Um, He's lost his fucking mind. He's absolutely lost his mind. And that is what brings me to, I think, what a lot of leftists are saying. Um, we're talking folks like Noam Chomsky. Um, I heard Vijay Prashad the other day on Democracy Now. Um, and then, you know, Responsible Statecraft putting out, um, I want to go into an article uh, by uh, Harry Kazianis, which I liked. But they're basically like, look, we should negotiate uh, a ceasefire. And the United States needs to work on that immediately there needs to be diplomacy blah, blah blah and i am on board with that my question is who on the other side is on board with that like right. is at this point it is effectively a proxy war the united states funneling a bunch of money into the into ukraine to fight russia it's a yeah. proxy war um i don't think i'm not saying it's not okay like the ukrainians should co be completely on their own but let's call it what it is mm -hmm. so there needs to be there should be some sort of diplomacy going on but my question is like putin i think is nuts we know that his advisors around him also don't even know what he's thinking one day to the next mm -hmm. the draft that they just issued a draft right Two hundred thousand russians have fled the country in just like the past 10 days yeah it's unclear who we should be negotiating with. And the answers are cagey. That doesn't mean you don't try, 
Um, and I will give absolutely those folks I mentioned the credit to say, you know, we should be trying to negotiate, but it's, uh, it's still unclear. Yeah. Um, and we have to sort of move on, but you know, this, uh, Harry, uh, Kazianis said, the possibility of nuclear war demands that the West try to seriously explore what may be possible. Clearly, Ukraine cannot join NATO as Russia would most unlikely would be most unlikely to accept such an outcome, given that preventing Ukraine from joining the alliance was the casus belli. What is that word? Um, Cause. Casus belli, initially cited by Putin for his invasion. Just say reason. However... <laughs> Offering up that, offering up front. Here's a fucking Latin over here. Offering up front that Ukraine will never join NATO, removing one of Russia's greatest geopolitical fears as leverage could get the diplomatic ball rolling. While Kiev put in a formal bid to join the alliance Friday, it simply cannot happen no matter how much Ukraine complains publicly or in the media. So that is the that is his take on it. And I think that's right. I mean, it, it really... Basically, agree that Ukraine won't join NATO. Right. And use that as a pretext for talks. Right. Because it, 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 that is for Russia the main thing. And also it should be for the United States too. I'm sorry, but it should be. The United States should not want <laughs> Ukraine in NATO. NATO shouldn't exist. But it should not want Ukraine there because literally that means we have to go to war if, if this shit goes on. Like if they their application was accepted. Yeah. Then we would have to go to war with Russia. And I'm sorry, but uh, uh, call me a peacenik or whatever the fuck. But no, we should not be doing a fucking 21st century war with another major power uh, for the cause of, you know, at this point, keeping up, propping up this old system that we created post-World War II to yeah. be like, hey, we, we need to fucking make sure that, uh, or post-Cold War, that we need to make sure uh, that, R Russia is uh, contained. firmly contained. And it's like, why? I think why we're, we're, we're doing, doing I mean, it, the Cold War never fucking ends. And that's right. the biggest thing for, for me. And, and you know, it is important to talk about the Nord Stream pipeline, you guys. There were have been ruptures in it that everyone effectively is saying is sabotage. Mm -hmm. um, Putin is blaming the United States. United States is blaming Putin. Both sides, honestly, are saying things that are super sus, like yeah. really sus. So I'm not going to play the clips because it's long. But Putin's basically like, every time you see something, you have to think who stands to gain. And I'm like, no, but that's exactly the false flags that right, you yeah. love to run. It's right. your fucking playbook, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, That is what you like to do, whether it is, you know, I don't know, like if, if it any kind of misinformation you're the one planting that shit. Right. And, um, and and also, I mean, it's you both the United States and Russia enjoy a nice false flag. And uh and or so like a false pretext. A false pretext, a preemptive fucking war idea. I mean, this is this is what we do. This is what Putin loves. And uh yeah, at this point I'm just like maybe they both did it together. Then meanwhile, you've got Anthony Blinken, um, Secretary of State, basically Did saying, you say I Blinken? You say I Blinken, saying this is him talking about the Nord Stream. Remember, this is something that is, this is a pipeline that carries natural gas from Russia to Germany. It, it, it is leaking methane at crazy alarming rates. We don't even know. Apparently, they've it stopped leaking, but it's between 100,000 and 400,000 tons of gas, methane mm. gas, which is 
far more of a greenhouse gas than carbon is. Yeah, um, it's literally the worst greenhouse gas. So this is what Blinken is saying about that pipeline. Super sus. Ultimately, um, this is also a tremendous opportunity. It's a tremendous opportunity to once and for all remove the dependence on Russian energy and thus to take away from uh, Vladimir Putin the weaponization of energy as a means of advancing uh, his uh, imperial design. Oh, we did it. So it was pretty, yeah, it was pretty low, it. but he said, he said, uh, ultimately, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to uh, be, to like get rid of. Cut uh, off Putin. Yeah, get rid of Germany's dependence on on uh, foreign foreign fuel from Russia specifically. <laughs> that, so now we the, did it. The other, yeah. The, the other thing that I think is important to mention is that a lot of folks are saying, like, look, Putin wants to negotiate. Harry, uh, Harry Kazianis in his article says, look, Putin's talked about a ceasefire. Then he, he cites basically when China and Putin spoke and China was like there should be a ceasefire. Right. But Putin never fucking talked about a ceasefire, not recently. Mm. And they're working together for like joint military exercises, which brings me back finally. And this is my I could talk about this all day long. But the fact that you've got China openly arguing for a ceasefire, and yeah, they're buying Russian gas, they're trying mm -hmm. to help Russia, um, they say they're going to do joint military exercises, but they are not giving and committing $54 billion to one of those sides right? and not even asking for a ceasefire. That's the United States that's doing that. Yeah. So it's once again all these roads lead back to the same fucking actors which is can the united states stop demonizing china stop like in in service of trying to stop this goddamn war and create some sort of settled peace that yes will be uh limited uh, uh um in terms of time mm -hmm. it's not going to be solved tomorrow right these these regions who knows but like at least get the fucking ball rolling right and it's not happening. Yeah. We don't want to be, it's like the idea of continuing like the American imperial project of just funding wars and wars and wars all for their own, you know, their, uh, the United States' political gain is just like, I I'm a no on that in general. Dog. And, <laughs> and for me, be a no from me, that's going to be a no from me, dog. And uh, yeah, it's uh, shitty. We're going to uh, do something a little bit different right hey, now. Different. We're going to bring in uh, my guest uh, because he's Our got... Our guest. He, I'm sorry. You're, my guest mm -hmm. because he's got to bounce soon. Um, <clears throat> I'm super excited to have him here. Award-winning writer, filmmaker, co-executive producer of with Offside Productions. Offsides Productions, excuse me. He's a regular performer on NPR Snap Judgment, and he also wrote and produced two seasons of The North Pole, which is an excellent comedic web series featuring Boots Riley, W. Kamau Bell, all about gentrification, global warming, gluten-free donuts, all the important things. And his new digital series, Normal Ain't Normal, uh, with Rosario Dawson and DeFerro Wu Atai, is now available on BuzzFeed Video. Please welcome Josh Healy. Hey, hey what up, y'all? How's it going? going good just talking about politics and stuff you know yeah no i appreciate that the lead-in you gave was 20 minutes of the threat of nuclear war and now we're gonna <laughs> go from that to a non-profit youtube uh series because as yeah, uh, yeah yeah as my they intersect say uh same same 
Um, same, same. Same, same. And uh, Your two-year-old is correct. It's so, the same. Yeah, I like how that transition was just like, and let's talk about some other shit and uh, go. That's how we do. You want you want an actual interest here. Let me let me calm you a little bit. Here. No, 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 no. That was the perfect lead. Hang on. No, no, no. We got one. Are we, are this we is, upping the stakes from nuclear war? Is that where we're going? This is, yes, this is the sitch. Ah. Oh, and here we are with Josh Healy. <laughs> I feel palate cleansed. Now, you feel cleansed? Yeah. You feel ah, cleansed? Uh, God damn it. I feel something. That's Francesca's version of uh, doing the flashy thing on Men in Black so we, you can forget about, about 25 minutes of yeah, Ukraine no talk. no nuclear war. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's all good. Um, Hell yeah. So Normal Ain't Normal with Rosario Dawson um great web series we saw uh four of the episodes the other week and uh the whole beautiful. the whole series and and before we jump into asking you about it i just want to show the official trailer okay um episode two episodes are already out everybody can watch them after you watch this show take a look let's close out with some silent meditation ass mother Hi, hello. No, I haven't miraculously hit the lottery since you called way back when, three whole days ago. Hey, you might want to hit the mute girl. You guys are hiking up the rent again? Nothing like a good old treaty signing brokered by a white man. You don't miss much, I'm saying, gentlemen, for protection. CEOs making billions of dollars off of people getting sick. The virus didn't kill me, but this industry almost did. You get mad at us because we come here to survive. We're still not good enough, are we? Not machine enough. We need each other. The lost, the messed up, even the broken. Everyone is useful. Hell yeah. Oh, good shit. shit. So, okay. Josh, tell me about the inception of this uh, idea. Like, how did it come about and why the name Normal Ain't Normal? It might be obvious, but explain it. I still don't fucking understand it myself, and I made this show, so hopefully we can <laughs> figure it out together. Um, no. But first off, I got to say, uh, Francesca, you know that uh, we've tried to cast you now two different times in two of our web series. And the first time... You moved to LA and so, you know, couldn't do our Bay Area series. This is where movies are made. I'm and, sorry. And then the second time you, you know, got pregnant. And so uh, I blame both of you for that one. Um, yeah, that's that's and, my bad. That's yeah, on me. That's on, wait that's a minute, on wait you, a minute. I, I, I must have missed these emails. Um, yeah, we got to talk to your agent, which also I blame Matt again for that. Um, so, <laughs> you know, take two. But no, Matt. Uh, not this Matt. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, we're, we're you know the the show. It's a it's a web series that it's looking at. We we started it about a year and a half ago. Um, to be honest, like right when folks were rolling up these little sleeves and uh, mm -hmm. starting to get vaccinated and shit. Um, and the first shot before we are at like booster four or five or whatever we're right. at now. Um, right. And around that time, you know, there was this one phrase that I'm sure you were hearing, we were all hearing all day from uh, companies, from government, definitely from uh, some big media companies that were like, it's time to get back to normal. Enough with this quarantine shit, enough with 
you know, looking out for each other, not for caring about public health. Uh, It's time to get back to normal. We all need to get back to normal, uh, get back to normal and like be broke again was basically the subtext. Get back to like not thinking about anyone other than yourself. Um, Get back to normal America. And so get back for, to less than subs, uh, you know, like uh, subsistence wages. Get back to uh, not having universal health care. Get back to uh, how wonderful life was before the pandemic. Yeah, things were great. Yeah. Except, yeah, yeah. And so, like, we thought about this, and you know, I think about this a lot. Uh, something you guys might be thinking about soon. Uh, as a as a dad, I think about mm. like. There's a million things when my kids, I got a six-year-old and a two-year-old, and so they were four and just born, and when the pandemic hit, and so like Zoom pre-K for my four-year-old, that was not the business, Um, not having childcare or any like uh, extended family care because we couldn't see each other for the baby, that was not the business. So there's a million things in our daily lives, of course, we wanted to get back to normal, want to hug folks, want to get drunk at the bar, want all this shit. But on the bigger issues, uh, like Matt was talking about, about healthcare, about workers' rights, around so much of what happens in this country, the truth is uh, what's normal in America is what got us into this shit in the first place. And Mm -hmm. so we wanted to talk about, you know, American exceptionalism, all the things that are normalized, where if you're outside the U.S. and you're looking in, you're like, this country's fucking crazy. Yeah. And we the pandemic was cool, but a lot of what happened in the US, it's even more crazy. And so yeah. this was, you know, there was that phrase, uh, Arundhati Roy said the pandemic is a portal to imagine something new. And I'm not gonna quote her because I'm already fucking it up. But you know, th- no, this this moment was a chance and still maybe. And on my more optimistic days is a chance to like imagine something different. It's like we could stop and change it up. And so for us, when we're thinking about the new normal, we're like, let's actually imagine what's some shit we would want to see coming out of this uh, here in the U.S. Yeah, absolutely. And there and there's I think in each vignette in like all is it four episodes? Yep. In all four episodes. There is, yeah, that that breaking point um, of the main character who's highlighting, you know, their own struggle with like healthcare, food, housing, workers' yeah. rights, but um, and there's a little bit of justice in each one of them, you know, despite the the how shitty everything is. I love, first of all, the character. It's so well written and it's so well done. Yeah, um, very well acted too, and so well acted, which is to me like really hard for short that's the hardest thing you're lucky that i wasn't i mean that i guess i wasn't available because like i'm i'm okay uh but i really like i think that it's so important that we we're just we're just not looking back at all it's like it's like um uh it's a little bit of a like a we're too big to fail after the 2008 great recession of like um anyway yeah. banks are now just bigger right. doopy doo and yeah. so instead of like hey we have now real thought around a public health care system you know mm-hmm. as if right or like the housing markets even worse fucking way worse yeah. than before e- and if you know like um mor- moratoriums on mm-hmm. evictions are lifted it's like okay but that's only going to last for you know obviously they're lifted so yeah um 
And so I'm glad that there's like this little bit of, it's like a moment of reflection to look back um, when yeah. nobody wants to look back, especially around right. entertainment. Right. It's really hard to sell. Right. You know, hey, this is a real story. It's talking about real issues. I know you probably want me to pitch you the next Stranger Things, but like the Stranger Thing, there's like some sci-fi shit is happening every single right. day. We here. live in fucking Stranger we, Things. Yeah. This is a, just a giant Hawkins that we live in. And the, <laughs> the upside down is just where we live. Totally. Yeah, no, we're, we're, we've been in the upside down for a little while now. Um, yeah. But yeah. I think, I mean, yeah, it's true. If you look at Netflix, if you look at Hulu, if you look at any of these channels, none of them are doing shows set in our actual reality right now um, or coming yeah. out of it. And on one level, I get it because when you don't know the conditions, what it's going to be like in a year, uh, you don't know, should our characters be wearing masks? You don't know right. how to talk about something that's going to come out right. six months or in a year. And even for us making this show, I mean, you saw in the trailer, some of the characters have masks, some don't. When we were making it over the last year, year and a half, that's how long it takes to make even four episodes of a series like this. Uh, we weren't sure what was going to be still, quote, relevant uh, or right. not, or if we were going to be post masks it's really interesting the first episode we shot uh in the series was uh like right before the delta surge like june 2021 uh if we can yeah. remember that far and we had a bunch of uh elders in the room my pops was there my stepmom was there all these folks and everyone had just uh kind of got vaccinated and we asked all the extras, we said, you know, you're welcome. To, it was an indoor scene. It was kind of a cathartic moment. My friend Rima Seal, who's an main, amazing Palestinian uh, chef and activist, and she's acting as herself. She's telling her own story about her restaurant and workers' rights and inequalities and all this stuff. And she's giving this cathartic speech. It's really powerful. And we had all these uh, crusty old white folks in the room, including my dad and stepmom. Shout out to... <laughs> The Krusties, Krusty, who I love, I love very much, Krusty old white folks, who are uh, babysitting my kids later tonight. So thanks, Pops. Krusty old libs that. are like my target demo. They love the fuck out of me. And so For I sure. feel like we're kindred. So so anyway, we were filming it and we asked, we said, guys, you know, if you want to be masked, you can. Or if you want to take it up. And it was like all the 60 and 70 year old white folks in Berkeley and Oakland who had been wearing masks for like a year and a half. They like ripped them off. Like, mm -hmm. like it was their moment of fucking glory. Like they had been, yeah, they've been emancipated. Yeah. And, and then two months later, Delta hit and we did like a follow-up scene and everyone was like, I'm going to like, don't get fucking close to me. I'm back to masking. Yeah. And this was what it was like filming it. This was like, oh. as we were writing it, this is like, as we were creating it. And for me, I think what's most important is not about the mask versus not mask. It's about the story of, for working class folks, for folks who got hit twice, three times, four times as hard by all the conditions yeah. beyond of the pandemic through racism, through inequality, through all this shit, uh, through, you know, small things like threats of nuclear war or whatever, you know, you talked about <laughs> in the first half hour. Yeah, I think that things. those stories have been swept under the rug and that's what corporate America wants yeah. to move beyond. Like we call people essential for like, a year and then it's like yep. nah y'all weren't really essential essential doesn't right. just come and go 
It can't. Right. It doesn't work like that. And the truth is, what we're saying is, we, we all have to be essential. No one can be healthy until everyone's healthy. If we didn't learn nothing out of this fucking pandemic, well, then we spent two years masked up for bullshit. And yeah, uh, you know, I'd love to learn a couple things. And uh, <laughs> uh, I think the I, other I thing would... with the show is like, how yeah. do you tell these stories that balances the fear and the grief? With also yeah. the joy and the absurdity and the contradictions of like, mm -hmm. this shit is weird. And yeah. the shit's going to be weird for a while. And so for us, I think we want to tell stories that could honor the weird. You know, normal ain't normal has maybe a couple of meanings. It's like normalized injustice and normalized what the fuck. It's just like right. our lives are, it's just how many Zoom shows do we do? And this is right. normalized. And like Rosario's yeah. character that you see on there, she's doing an online yoga class because her yoga teacher uh, in the episode is so afraid of getting not just COVID, but getting sick again because she can't afford it because she doesn't have health care, that she's mm -hmm. only doing online classes two and a half years into the pandemic. And she's down to one student less left, which is Rosario Dawson, who, you know, kind of zoomed the fuck out. And so this yeah. is like, these are the contradictions. We wrote an episode about universal healthcare you, using online Zoom yoga as a way for- I love it. Make some comedic propaganda. But I mean, also like yoga teachers generally, unless like they're, they don't have healthcare. I mean, right. that's the irony. That's the irony of the whole thing is like, here they are helping people. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, you know, feel good, get better, uh, whatnot. And- that shit doesn't come. I mean, it, it, like we're stand-up comics, we're podcasters. Like yeah. I buy on the marketplace, pay through the nose, yeah, um, all that crap. So I really, I really, yeah, I really, really liked it, and I liked. I think it's so interesting how around the world, though, it doesn't like. I want to see that these stories, but like globally, like how were right. people, mm -hmm. you know, who have universal paid leave on childcare, like were they as strapped or were they able to withstand not only the public healthcare systems they might have, have, mm -hmm. but you know, how did they also navigate? It's such a uniquely American, American miniseries. I think what yeah. I loved about the, that first episode, the one with the um, yoga teacher was uh, watching this person without healthcare uh, to, you know, with one student left, trying to navigate her own like uh her own self-care and realizing yeah. that like all that self-care shit that people talk about and kind of people scorn a little bit like we we talk a lot about self-care self-care and whatnot and people will be like oh you know always people with these crystals and yoga and whatever it's like well a lot of people don't have health care yeah. a lot of people or can't right. afford right they can't, can't afford right. health care and so like literally in order to avoid getting this massive disease. I'll clutch some crystals. I'll clutch some crystals yeah. and do some <laughs> yoga because that's what I fucking got. And for me, that was uh, a bit of a perspective shift because I was like, yeah, that is, uh, that's a really good argument for like, you know, uh, why people are like latching onto things that may or may not be, I don't know, medically uh, fit. Like, you know, they may not be scientific that like, crystals can cure shit but i get it depends you don't which have... crystals matt it depends okay which fair crystals. enough you're not getting the right one yeah you, yeah you gotta go to the ashby flea market before 10 a.m and you gotta <laughs> ask for my boy benny and then he'll just hook you up on the side but you gotta get the right if crystal. it's crystal meth i'll do it wow no 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 that's 
No, no, no. That's, that's at, my favorite crystal. That's, that's, that's at Johnny at 6 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. You got to get your flea market, you know, crystal. Yeah, I always go to the wrong one, get the wrong crystal. I know you do. You know, it's I think... okay. That's why I'm here for you. Normally, that's normal. you're here for me. Yeah. The one thing I wanted to also say, though, is like, I feel like you guys started writing this and producing it in a time when, and it has like each, again, each story has like a sense of things are going to be different. There's a, a, a small justice that's been, that's been, highlighted but then righted mm -hmm. and you guys and during this whole time we've also seen an emergence of the labor movement right in sectors we hadn't seen before so i'm thinking about ream and i'm thinking about you know um the the episode about the janitor oh, you know yeah, like great episode just the ways that like working and essential people are are like no motherfucker it's not gonna go back to normal and you're gonna have to get used to us organizing to say nothing of the nurses who have been on strike yeah uh, in multiple states um to say nothing to say, of the people who are the teachers who've been on strike right. right or or just you know for people who aren't in unions who are deciding not to go back to some shitty right. job that pays them a sub subsistence wages and it, people freaking out about like well what are we what are we gonna do people don't want to work anymore the the phrase and I, you know i was late to the game uh but when they started saying quiet quitting uh, as like a bad thing and i didn't know what yeah. it was at first because yeah. uh, you know i'm not up on these internet streets as much as other people but when yeah. they said quiet quitting and i read and i was like oh that means basically just doing your job and not yeah. doing unpaid extra labor and overtime. Yes. And every yes. article was talking about how that was a bad thing. Right. Now yeah. that is American normalized, like yes. exceptional, just self-exploitation. It's self just saying, Absolutely. you know, in France and other countries, they have laws that say you have to turn off your like email or phone or like you, our bosses can't hit you up outside of your work hours. Ugh. In America, Wonderful. you know, we're like texting from, from the hospital, like, I'm about to have a surgery. I'll right. be out for like two and a half hours. Let me know when I'm out of this heart surgery and I'll get back right back to you. In other countries, yeah. it's like, take two months off. We'll pay for it. And the self-care shit, Matt, when you were talking about with the crystals, it's funny. But when we wrote that episode about the yoga teacher and then we, we didn't even think about it. But it is kind of a subtle critique of the the self-care model of yeah. just like, but it's just when there is no collective care, when there is no yeah. social care, yeah. we privatize everything, which is just taking care of ourselves. And because yeah. there's no one to take care of us. And so, yeah. you know, it's a symptom. Yeah, and, it is uh, totally a symptom. And I, 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 I yeah, anyway. We don't talk about how it's a symptom enough. We just think it's like, oh, they're really new age. And yeah, sure, some of the Rogan like pilled people are have gone too far. Right. But also we don't realize that if we had a robust public health care system, people wouldn't be turning to fucking podcasters they for like be, their yeah, medical advice. They wouldn't be going on Facebook and trying to like stock up on like ivermectin. ivermectin yeah. Because or hydro whatever that hydroxychloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. Uh, because they wouldn't be leaking out their assholes yeah. because, uh, you know, fucking Rogan because they said had so. access, uh, to actual medical professionals. Yeah. Thank Sorry, you. What doctors. were you saying? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm writing down notes. I assume you're giving me medical advice right now. Is yes, that yes, yes, what yeah. you were going for? You're, you're saying no, I no, shouldn't no. be not... taking random podcasters, medical advice. 
Well, right. you can take Rogan's advice. Look, He's got a lot of good If advice. you have under a million followers, you're not a shill. Over a million, try guys. Mm -hmm. Rogan. Mm -hmm. Shill. All right. Well, yeah. then I'm almost there. <laughs> yeah, I'm so close. Yeah, yeah. I'm so close. I'm, I'm, I'm working on my shill status. I can't Dude, wait. That's all I want to do. I want to be a paid shill. And, um, <laughs> Can I ask you about independent filmmaking and doing some a project like this? Mm. Um, I get tired how... just when you I you ask that and I just let out a long sigh. Yeah, yeah. Uh... You're like I'm already exhausted thinking about it because it is so high quality. It's so well done, and I know it wasn't easy. And I know the work that you do generally is bridges this divide of social justice and storytelling. Um, that again is like not monetizable always uh so just talk about like what is your either advice to folks or how do you make it happen and work yeah no i'll talk about why what i do is a bad business plan um <laughs> and a bad choice for your artistic career but good for you know your heart and soul until you're like looking up social media metrics and have to dive deep God. into algorithms and the stuff you guys know about um so I mean, basically what, what me and my, my, my uh, comrade, my brother, uh, Ivani Turiaga, as, as Francesca, you always thought that was my, my brother, my director, Ivan, and I who yeah. work on Offsides, and we've done most of our projects together, the North Pole and now this. What we want to do is like, we feel like the, the left uh, deserves high quality entertainment and high quality mm -hmm. storytelling and high mm -hmm. quality like just getting good characters and powerful images in a way that the right really does understand, which is they do stories that we don't watch a lot of it, but they have uh, all their Christian Margaret Qualley's sister movies, in some, a, a lot of this yeah, stuff. JD Vance's fucking yeah. hillbilly elegy bullshit. Sorry, keep, they, yeah. They take storytelling very seriously. The left, we take uh, talking points and PowerPoint yeah. presentation seriously. Yeah, no we love a TED no, talk. No one, no one, no one's moving anyone off of a fucking PowerPoint presentation. 100%. Probably, except my dad. Shout out to my pops again and the geezers. <laughs> so I think for us, like part of what we want to do is elevate, uh, you know, grassroots movements and grassroots stories in a way that for folks who are watching it, they feel like this is a show that they're just enjoying as a show. Um, mm -hmm. as something that is maybe not on par with a $100 million Netflix show, but maybe like a $2 million Hulu show. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. right, 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 right. And, yeah. and, and just the production quality. We feel like these stories deserve that production quality. We feel like these issues deserve that level. And so part of what we want to do, we always, you know, we want to hit people in uh, the heart, mind, and funny bone. Um, and like... And, you know, and just just get in that perfect trifecta and really elevate these stories in a way that people feel like their stories matter, um, that yeah. their issues matter. Because if it doesn't look good, if it doesn't sound good, people don't take the shit serious. Um, yeah. And and so we want to, you know, our job is kind of to do the fun shit, the creative shit to get people into the serious uh, movement building side. So each, you know, each episode we partner with a different either union or social movement organization, folks like yes. the Nurses United on healthcare. The episode today that just dropped um, about indigenous rights 
called Unlord the Land, written by Tommy Orange. It stars the mm-hmm. Farrah Wunatai from Reservation Dogs. Speaking yeah. of Hulu shows, that's my favorite show right now. And yeah. I was going to say, I mean, Reservation Dogs is sort of the most similar in terms of that heart, head, funny bone. Yeah, um, I mean, there, there's the shows that have come out the last couple of years that like that influence us for sure. There's Reservation Dogs, there's mm-hmm. Rami, um, yeah. of course, Atlanta, um, mm-hmm. Master of None, sometimes, uh-huh. sometimes. Yeah. Except think, when he's like, now I'm just going to go to Italy and learn how to make pasta. Yeah, except for the one season. Italiano, yeah, so maybe like, the God. first one. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and shows like that that are at that kind of, you know, they call them dramedies, but it's right. It, it's it's trying to mix the the absurd with the real, the hilarious yeah. with the outrageous. And I don't mm-hmm. know where one starts and one stops these days. And so yeah. we just kind of put it all in there and we take the craft seriously in terms of the writing, the performing. And then we're lucky to work with some pretty fucking amazing actors, some of which yeah. Are you know doing their Hollywood thing, and for them this is like what they believe in, and they wish they could make more stories like this. And then mm-hmm. some, it's uh, Bay Area local actors kind of getting their first start. And so yeah. for yeah. us, that kind of mixture is is where a lot of the magic happens um, in elevating and just kind of bringing bringing people and issues together in a way that doesn't happen. Um, and hoping that people watch it, enjoy it, laugh, cry, um, and then can see what these organizations are um, and take action. So the Indigenous Share, Rights One today so is uh-huh. uh, with Indian Collective um, and the Land Back Movement. Um, and here in Oakland, the Segorate Land Trust, two amazing organizations. So if you watch the episode, you can get connected with them. But just watch it, see it, you know enjoy it Sigorte land trust that's awesome and and then like check, start check start out. the write-in campaign so we can cast francesca in the next season you know what i mean i swear yeah. to god i'm i would love to be in a future uh, she's about to email production. her agent and be like what the fuck yeah what the fuck did you ignore yeah. how dare you also you could just reach out to me directly yeah no, um, it's on me don't worry <laughs> it's more on me, everyone though. should watch normally normal yes. buzzfeed and yes like like josh is saying each has like a call to action which is great um and or an organization you should know about um but yeah thank you so much josh everybody follow josh also on twitter mr josh healy also on instagram you can check out what he is cooking up for his next project um but for now go support this um make sure buzzfeed knows that they should be continuing to invest in this stuff I don't know, at Rosario Dawson, be like, hell yeah, I love this, because she was a huge part of it as well. Um, Thank you, Josh. Take very good care. And I shall take this moment to read just a few comments and also thank, holy shit, some of these super chats. Uh, Don M., thank you for that insanely generous super chat. Writing in, good luck with the baby. Enjoy the time off. Thank you so much. I will. I shall. Um, Graph1980. Thank you for your super chat. Much love and respect. Thanks for what you do. Thank you. Um, And Todd Roy. Todd, I've been thinking about you. You know, Todd, I believe, is in Nova Scotia. So there was, you got, y'all got hit by like another hurricane. So I was thinking about you. Um, Thank you for your super chat and also for being a great moderator saying just because I love the show, going to miss it, but congratulations. I'll be back and there'll be other episodes and, uh, you know, we'll maybe do like an impromptu thing. 
and electro electron creation saying here's to the ring light reflection in matt's eye thank you so much for your super chat rachel atwood greetings from kiev um greetings from kiev he's a good guy but anatole is in la la land the weapons from the u.s help enormously i don't trust the u.s long term but now it's great and i think a lot of people are sort of saying the same thing the question is what is the long game right and there needs to be a long game the long game can't be oh, well then we just threaten nuclear war back on putin um beatnik thank you for your super chat we love you fran keep up the great work love you too and thanks to james call um for your super chat writing vax and shit dark fauci <laughs> Um, and then Gina Viola, hi Gina, saying single payer is the only way to get some fucking self care. Absolutely, you know this is what I want Newsom to actually do, right? The guy ran on single payer in the, in California. He needs to fucking put his money where his mouth is. Um, we got two more segments. We have another story and then a final segment. Oh wow, we're gonna be here for another little bit. All right, could also skip this segment, but I did. I think it's important. Let's do it. Um, so. Republicans in Florida are showing their whole buttocks uh, lately. They're showing whole. <laughs> they posted whole. Not that kind of whole. Oh, okay. But they're showing their whole ass because um, as the state tries to recover from Hurricane Ian, which has been in, like, the footage is insane. It is terrifying. And yes, the part of me that secretly wants florida to politically slip into the atlantic metaphorically like, and politically metaphorically just go bye-bye like is like happy but of course there's great people in florida and a lot of pets who need help uh and i i stand all the pets that survive hurricanes and all the ones that don't r.i.p mm -hmm. and all the people but i digress the point is is the republicans are showing that they love um hurricane relief when it happens and it's for them and it's for their red state but they fucking hate it if you live in a blue state and they will absolutely wield it strategically and politically against you mm -hmm. and case in point you've got marco rubio marco rubio who voted against hurricane sandy relief um and back in what was it 2014 mm -hmm. um and here he is talking about being asked about that directly by uh, dana bash of cnn and he is completely evading the question and she mm, she bringing some receipts senator you wrote a letter friday to the senate appropriations committee asking for disaster relief dollars for desperately needed resources to rebuild florida communities after hurricane sandy hit northeastern states in 2012 you voted no on a 50 mm -hmm. billion dollar relief package i know you supported a smaller version but why should other senators vote for relief for your state when you didn't vote for a package to help theirs? Oh, I've always voted for hurricane and disaster relief. I've even voted for it without pay for us. What I didn't vote for in Sandy's because they had included things like a roof for a museum in Washington, D.C., for fisheries in Alaska. It had been loaded up with a bunch of things that had nothing to do with disaster relief. And I wouldn't support disaster relief uh, efforts. I would never put out there that we should go use a disaster relief package for Florida as a way to pay for all kinds of other things people want around the country. So I think that's the key in moments like this. And, and Sandy, unfortunately, they loaded it up. They really did with well, a bunch of things that had nothing to do with Sandy. But I voted for every disaster relief package, especially the, that's clean. And I'll continue right. to do so when it comes to Florida. I'll do that again. And we'll make sure that that package is clean and doesn't have stuff for other people in there. I read the Congressional Research Service report last night. It sounds like that roof actually was damaged by the hurricane. And what happened in Alaska was the result of another disaster. But in any of
Oh, I stayed up kind of late and I read the congressional report uh, in preparation for this interview because I do my job. And it seems like you're lying. And you just voted against it. There's no pork in here. You're yeah. just you voted against it because you wanted to stick it to Obama at the time and New York and and blue states at the time, Connecticut yeah. and other places. And it's very, very true that that is legitimately what happened. Um, so um, so, yeah, so there there's that is that. And I want to just. Go over um the amount of hypocrisy that is happening and then we'll go, we'll go into what's what Senator Rick Scott, uh, other Senator from Florida is talking about. But in terms of this hypocrisy, uh, apparently this is from the daily beast. Um, there's a group called the Republican study committee and they're the largest internal GOP conference group, 156 lawmakers, second and third ranking members of Kevin McCarthy's team, Scalise, Elise Stefanik of New York. And part of their plank is to basically um, part of their plank is to essentially say, we don't want, we want to limit hurricane relief, mm -hmm. less hurricane relief generally. Um, and so if they were to actually continue to stick with that position in their document, it would run contrary to what DeSantis right now, Governor DeSantis is calling for and what Marco Rubio is calling for. Again, the two of them writing this letter to Congress asking for emergency funding on Wednesday, DeSantis' administration asked President Joe Biden to allow the Federal Emergency Management Agency to cover 100% of emergency protective measures for the first 60 days after the hurricane's landfall. But then the actual, this, this body's position is that there should not be 100% covered. It should be less than that. And so if they were to actually follow through, um, they basically, they call for a, uh, equalizing the cost sharing for disasters. In other words, states should pay just as much as the federal government. Um, but of course, they're not going to follow through with that piece of they, they, they don't know. They don't believe in that now that it's them who are on the chopping block. Right. right. Um, and recently, um, before they left for recess in October, um, lawmakers passed a stopgap bill to fund the government until December. You guys remember this included in that re uh, continuing resolution was 18 billion for a special fund under the FEMA uh, under FEMA that Florida authorities could potentially begin accessing immediately to speed recovery efforts. However, this was in October. Um, this was, excuse me, this was, this was before the, they left for the October recess. Um, despite the stop gap spending bills, uh, potential to help assist hurricane relief efforts, all 16 GOP members of Florida's congressional delegation voted it down, joining all but 10 GOP lawmakers in doing the same for a bill to keep the government running for 11 weeks. This was a bill. It had even it had Ukraine funding in it that might have had something to do with it. But 16 members, their entire delegation said no. Yeah. And now they're like, oh, we really need that money yeah. because all of these coastal towns have been affected. They're like, hey, remember how we didn't say uh, no backsies? So we are calling backsies. Yeah. Uh, because there was not a explicit no backsies policy in the bill. All right. So backsies give us the money. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly that's exactly what they're doing. And they're and and again, these are people who once the cleanup is done from Hurricane Ian, and I want to talk about that cleanup in a second, they're going to go back to spouting a bunch of misinformation, disinformation mm -hmm. about climate change. Doesn't fucking exist. Um, we shouldn't, we shouldn't pay for 
any of this cleanup. Uh, and another line, which has been fun, um, this cleanup and FEMA is all about CRT. Yes, you heard it. They what? are They are claiming, Republicans are claiming, that based on some remarks that Kamala Harris, Vice President Harris, said recently, that FEMA is only interested in racial justice and equity, which they really hate that fucking word. In other words, CRT. And that is because she said something recently. Um, at, I think it was at like a women's conference or something like that. She was asked about the relief. A women's conference? That's CRT. She was, she was asked about the relief efforts ongoing from Hurricane Ian. And she said this that got spun out of control um, by the far right. Take a look. Our um, lowest income communities and our communities of color that are most impacted by these extreme conditions and and impacted by by issues that are not of their own making and so we absolutely and so we have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based on equity understanding that we we fight for equality but we also need to fight for equity understanding not everyone starts out at the same place and if we want people to be in an equal place sometimes we have to take into account those disparities Hurricane CRT. Right. So she's basically, she's just saying like, look, to each according to their own need, which is a Marxist slogan. I understand that. But like, <laughs> you know. But, so it is CRT. So it is basically <laughs> CRT. No, but but effectively like, and this was the same thing in the big climate bill, which the fact that it included something about uh, environmental justice made Tucker Carlson do an entire segment. Right. about how actually climate change mitigation is about critical race theory. Like, yeah. actually, it's about stealing from the white man yeah, yeah. and giving to people of color. Yeah. Not, no, the people, the poor folks who live in low-lying communities who are being most most effective, the people who don't have insurance policies on their yachts, right? There's or nothing, because they don't have boats. There's nothing that white conservatives hate more than than someone pointing out the reality of inequality. They, like that is offensive to them because it makes them feel like, oh, you're saying that I'm fucking rich. And it's like, well, we're, are you rich? Because Tucker Carlson, you are. Yeah. And that's a thing. It's like just the, the entire idea behind like hating CRT is hating viewing the reality of not everybody is uh, equal in this country. And just saying that, well, it's, it's, it's the same. Exactly. And it's also the same thing as like mentioning race is racism. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mentioning inequality is. Is CRT. Is also. socialism. Yeah. Yeah. It's billionaire fragility. Mentioning that like some people have insurance policies for their mansions that got flooded and other people literally don't have a home right now. Yeah. That is. That's not fair. That's not okay. So that got twisted and is now like, you know, being used against Biden because it was the only thing these Republicans in the midst of their hypocrisy in this mm -hmm. in this in the wake of the hurricane. That's the only thing they could grasp on to. Yeah. Here you're going to see Senator Rick Scott of Florida also um, dodging a question about those comments we talked about earlier. Trump effectively and Marjorie Taylor Greene at a Trump rally 
um, calling for violence, saying that uh, Democrats are already killing people. Uh, Trump, you know, talking about uh, Coco Chow in reference to Elaine Chow. Um, so the amount of rhetoric. And here he is trying to squirm out of that, trying to get back on message, trying to be sort of whatever hero he tries to be. And it is just insane to watch him do this job. Take a look. Would you rebuke those comments? Well, I think what we got to do is we got to bring everybody together. I would also say that what Vice President Harris said yesterday that our day before yesterday that, you know, if, if you have a different skin color, you're going to get relief that's faster. Not what the, that does, that's, that's not, not what the vice either. president so said. So I think what we've got to do. That's not what the vice president said. She talked about yeah, equity exactly and the problem within FEMA. But I'm specifically asking you about Marjorie Taylor Greene and, and no, 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 President wait, no, no, Trump. No, wait, wait, wait. Margaret, Margaret, let's make sure. FEMA has to be colorblind. Sir, you're talking about substance, and I would love to talk to you about that. But what I quoted you was a phrase saying McConnell has a death wish. He said racist things about Elaine Chow. And then they have already started the killings. I mean, that's not a policy dispute, Senator. Uh, the language is, is what I'm talking about. It, isn't that dangerous? I, th I, I think we all have to figure out how do we start bringing people together and have a common goal to give every American the opportunity to get a great job, their kids to have an education. They believe they can be anything and make sure everybody lives in a safe community. That's what I do every day. And I've tried to bring people together to do that. And you would agree that that language doesn't bring people together? I believe that what the, I believe what the President Trump was talking about is the fact that we can't keep spending money. We are, we're going to hurt our poorest families the most with this reckless Democrat spending. And we cannot, we got to stop it. We can't cave into their spending. Except when it, it comes to bailing out Florida, a red state from we a gotta hurricane stop spending that has nothing on, to do with climate change. You got to stop spending money on people who are not going to vote for me. It's not good for the low and middle income families most, who like me. Mostly for me, it's not it's good for only me. Only good for the people who think that I look like white skeletor. Yeah. And ooh, ooh, but, those are not my What about those comments? Do you condemn those comments or condone them? Well, I'm gonna pretend I haven't heard that and say once again, we all gotta come together. Uh, coming separately is the problem we've had historically in America. Uh, I think when people get in a circle and start coming together okay. uh, and seeing, you know, who can come first. Mr. Scott, we're- And the last, well, let me finish. very let me finish. uncalled for uh, uh, at this job. Uh, this is a Margaret, prime let me, time let me, show. Let me finish. They come together in a circle and there's a, okay, so there's a, a cookie in the middle. Some people call it a biscuit. <laughs> America and how would that at all mitigate the impacts it, of hurricanes, Margaret? That, I'm not going to help the people I'm not of gonna Florida sit of your here state. and argue uh, basic uh, American history. But I know in history, when Americans uh, get together in a circle and they come and they come together, is this cookie edible? You well, let me finish, Margaret. Because uh, the people people need desperate finish. food let, aid. Yes. Well, this is what I'm talking about. Uh, the last person who uh, comes on the cookie uh, has to eat it, okay? So uh, I think when America does that- This interview is over. Um, America's at its best. Cut his mic. Rick Scott, 2022. It's a great interview he gave, I think. <laughs> I, think he's, uh, I think he's got a future. 
That's the, the mo most velociraptor-looking motherfucker <laughs> currently serving in Congress, and uh, I can't imagine why anyone would vote for him. His eyes are, look like they no, got sucked back I by Vecna. Hope, I hope you all send this. If you have Republican family or friends in Florida, mm -hmm. just please send it to them. Send them this bit we just did. No, don't send them. Well, just, it's it's so, I'm, I'm so mad. Like, I don't ever, I don't ever want to hear a Florida Republican talk about climate change not existing or talk about a blue fucking state or spend $12 million trying to send or sending migrants in Texas to Martha's Vineyard. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about a little bit about that. The final piece of all this that y'all need to know. So I haven't seen it corroborated by other places, but it does not surprise me. And yes, there are photos to go along with it, Ooh. but it appears that migrants specifically from Venezuela are being recruited. No, not in Texas to go to Martha's Vineyard for jobs that don't exist, but being recruited in New York city for a job that does exist, which is hurricane cleanup in Florida. I'm not making this up. So migrants, this is from, according to the post, excuse me, that's why I was like a little dubious. Yeah. <laughs> New York City migrants pile into the vans they say are headed to Florida for Hurricane Ian cleanup. Migrants had scant information about whom they would be working for, but they still piled into vans in Queens that said they were headed to the Sunshine State over the weekend. They wanted for her, they want us for hurricane cleanup. We get paid $15 an hour overtime and $15 an hour for food daily. Excuse me, $15 for food daily, I think, said Javier Moreno, 37, noting that a woman named Camilla from an organization approached him with a flyer. Now, if you guys are thinking, gee, I remember that woman Perla, who also had a flyer that Roy Wood Jr. on this show called one of those used condom flyers that you see at the clinics. <laughs> You might be like, maybe these are the same motherfuckers. In fact, who knows? We don't know, don't but know. it sounds really similar. But this actually might be a real job. Um, there's a little bit more on that. Gregorio Avila, 22, said he came from Venezuela and entered through the U entered the U.S. through Texas before being bused to Gotham. Because again, uh, Greg Abbott is busing a lot of migrants to blue states like uh, New York. Texas officials have been sending thousands of migrants who illegally crossed the border before seeking asylum to Democratic cities in New York. That's exactly what I just said. A rep for FEMA told The Post on Sunday the agency is not involved. A spokesperson for Mayor Eric Adams said City Hall was not involved in the transport of any migrants. Florida officials did not return requests for comment. And like I said, there are some neighbors who've seen buses and vans being loaded up with migrants. Um, who took pictures of it. One woman actually brought pizza out to them, according oh. to the post, to be like, because they were waiting there all day. Motherfuckers are relying on the same migrants yeah. they used as pawns For to political stick stunt. it to Biden and yeah. Kamala Harris and whomever the fuck they think is at Martha's Vineyard that gives a fine fuck mm -hmm. To then lure them back in order to actually do cleanup work for $15 an hour. Yeah. Insane hypocrisy. In disgusting shit. Utterly disgusting. Oh, yeah. suddenly now? Oh, I'm sorry. Did you need did you need so-called unskilled labor? Yeah, right. To help you with shit that you don't want to do? Yeah, yeah. Wait, why don't you just why don't you I'm sorry, ask all those people you say they're stealing the jobs from? Why don't you ask them? Ask them to do it. 
oh, is it because you're full of shit? Is it because is it because you're full of shit that yeah. those those kids? I love it when they're like, you know, uh, McDonald's is filled with like you know, all these uh, you know illegal immigrants, and my son. Uh, he just wants to get a job there. He probably couldn't get one. And it's like, your son is his job. literally on fentanyl right now. <laughs> and he is playing Call of Duty and he's saying racial slurs. I guarantee you he does not want to work at McDonald's. And you know what? You're not going to make him because you're a bad dad. <laughs> That's my Matt thoughts, worked huh? at McDonald's. I worked at McDonald's because I had a good dad. And it was a fun time. Um no sacred cow says fifteen dollars is higher than the minimum wage in Florida. Yeah, exactly. Fifteen dollars is not anything to sneeze at, man. We can't get a fifteen dollar minimum wage federally. It's yeah, I know. Seven twenty five. No, the, the the only thing that made me think that this might actually be like a real organization and not some another uh, political prank or whatnot was the wage promise plus overtime. I was like, oh, is this real? Totally. Because that's a actual. That's like a wage. Gary yeah. Cooper on YouTube saying a lot of undocumented folks from Texas went to Louisiana to help clean up after Katrina. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is just, I mean, we just talked about essential workers. Um, undocumented folks are essential. They are mm -hmm. how many, like the percentage of the essential work, whether it's farm work, whether it's cleanup, whether, you know, whatever it is, um, home care work, often huge number of undocumented people. Mm -hmm. So, it's just it's the fucking icing it's the cherry on top of this entire like it is like setup punch it is it's mm -hmm. fucking beginning middle end and scene yeah. we thing. are done with using migrants and demonizing them um for now for now yeah but motherfucker and i wish I wish Biden would stick it to them a little bit more. Like, I wish he would point this out. I wish he would point out the hypocrisy around Republicans voting down relief for Hurricane Sandy. I wish he would point out the hypocrisy of the fact that DeSantis used all this money in order to, for this dumbass stunt. Well, he he did say, and I thought this was a really good Biden quote. Uh, he said, um, come on, man. <laughs> And I was like, damn, I never thought about it like that before, dog. Whoa. Oh, Come on, man. You guys, we have one final Come segment on, for you. Um, so happy you stuck with us and you're you're kicking it for our final show. Kick We're go it. going it long. Going long. We're going long. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck I'm on a bouncy it. ball. She's Fuck bouncing. it. We, so, okay, obviously the midterms are coming up. I won't be around to commentate on them as I would like. I may make a little surprise appearance on TYT. We'll see. Or maybe just for, you, for you good people. Yeah. Because um, we can never stop making content. We can never stop making content. Forever and ever. Must have We're an making opinion. content and I will love you. <laughs> that was good. Thank you. Halloween's coming up. Obviously, the midterms are coming up, and um, it seems like a lot of uh, Republicans specifically are pulling out some of their spookiest advertisements <laughs> to uh, drum up fear about their challengers in the race. And so I want to just 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 a little smattering of my faves and uh, getting you guys' thoughts on um, on all of them. So maybe we can have a winner at the end who sure. was the scariest. All right, so this is... Scare tactics. <laughs> Spooky. Over in Iowa, um, Kim Reynolds, uh, current governor, is running against Deidre DeGier, who is uh, who is a black woman mm. who in, in Iowa, uh, which is, I believe, still a predominantly white state. Mm. Um, and 
this is how Kim is positioning herself versus Deirdre Dejir. She doesn't say her by name, really. Um, but here's our first runner-up for Scare Tactics. Starts with, if you're just listening, um, a quote from Cori Bush. And defunding the police has to happen. Watching the news, you wonder, has the rest of the country lost its mind? Attacks on police, open borders, paying people not to work. Aren't you glad you live in Iowa? Governor Kim Reynolds. Here we still have common sense. We kept businesses open and kids in school. We cut taxes and support our police. Because in Iowa, America still works. Oh, man. I, that's You know what I like about that one? We're, we're going classic. We're classic scare tactic yeah. with like, uh, you know, uh, black people want to defund the police and the borders are open. And what? Welfare. Yes. Yeah. People are getting paid to not work. So like it's that's classic 90s conservative. Yeah. yeah. But aren't you glad here in Iowa? We've you, got demographics on our side. Yeah, exactly. And here I am at this uh, like yeah. little little boutique coffee shop with yeah. some homemade candles in the back that are sold for thirty five dollars a piece. Anyway, you like you just yeah here in wherever I am. Yeah. I'm always inside of a Chico's yeah. and I'm always buying something here in this cornfield. We make <laughs> yeah. sure that everybody works, even if they're injured. It's like, cool. <laughs> are you sick and dying? Well, you better work for that medicine. Motherfucker. <laughs> Vote Kim Reynolds. Keep spraying that roundup, yeah. bitch. Vote for me. Hacha. That's a whip that she has. <laughs> she is literally a slave driver yeah um so that's that's kim reynolds then we have uh moving on up uh from my least fave to my fave just just putting it out there mm. so this is an unofficial mm. uh campaign ad for tudor dixon who's running for governor of michigan um tudor dixon? Gre gretchen whitmer yes tudor dixon tudor um Tudor on Tudor on the pewter yeah <laughs> definitely sorry. some sort of sex position the wrong accent but it's fun to do um, and this is, I wish I could show you the whole thing. I realize we might've cut out the best part. Oh no. I'm sorry for that. That's okay. But if you're just listening, um, it's a group of sort of MAGA, like, like they went shopping at the MAGA, MAGA spirit Halloween store. Yeah. 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 Um, for their outfits, uh, yeah. old people standing around having a perfectly normal, um, what feels like forced improv conversation. Hey, have you seen the TV ads with the governor talking about the great things she's done for Michigan? She's a liar. Whitmer can say what she wants, but we live here. Just look around, man. During COVID, Whitmer locked down businesses like the Owasso Barber and put one woman from Holland in jail. Oh yeah, 3,000 restaurants closed. And she's pro-business? Yeah, right. And what about those higher gas and food prices? Our schools were closed for almost two years. Poor kids. Okay, okay, I'm voting for the other chick. What's her name? Tudor Dixon. Okay, let's roll. Watch out for potholes. Whitmer never kept her promise to fix the damn roads. I mean, unbelievable on <gasps> so many levels. <gasps> Round of applause. First of all, um, you're right about they, they look all so unnatural yeah. 
They like and what about <laughs> like mega hot top? They 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 went to cop talk topic and they <laughs> and they got like let me get one uh American flag bandana uh headscarf and three uh default leather jackets. But I don't ride a bike. We'll just put them in the background. Oh my god! And Terry, uh, my favorite part is. They say Gretchen Whitmer's name like 10 times. And then the one time where they're supposed to say Tudor Dixon, it's just like, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry, everyone. You're killing me. No, no, they don't say her name. They say, what about that other chick? First of all, that was great. But also, they all say her name at the same time. And it's just, everyone, I'm giving fair warning. No, no. What's the name? Tudor Dixon. That is <laughs> Tudor Dixon, and just like the amount of reversing. I thought if they did it loud, it would be good for the sound. Lesson learned. Oh God! Watch out for them potholes. Just like mm, and you know, fix but the damn state borders on the sidewalk. <laughs> I feel like this is what Josh was talking about in terms of you know we need to make attractive, uh, like campaign ads yeah like no this. i mean it helps it has heart head and and funny bone. and funny well here's I think the, it's got those three things honestly it does have those things like <laughs> to me i'm like that is kind of a good ad even though i mean it doesn't it won't be effective in that it doesn't i don't know who that was for right and there was like uh just the name of the republican uh party in that particular region but right. yeah that was incredible <sighs> so good Oh my god. Um okay, so we have two more. I don't know. That that one maybe was even better, but this is this is short and sweet. Here we go. Uh this is from uh Louisiana oh, yes. Senator uh John Kennedy. Here we go. Violent crime is surging in Louisiana. Woke leaders blame the police. I blame the criminals. A mom should not have to look over her shoulder when she's pumping gas. I voted against the early release of violent criminals, and I opposed defunding the police. Look, if you hate cops just because they're cops, the next time you get in trouble, call a crackhead. I'm John Kennedy, and I approve this message. (gasps) Violent crime. First of all, uh, down here in if Jim Crow were a man, that okay. would be me. Or That's is, how I speak. I mean, this guy is fucking. He he also went is for Jim it. Crow man? Yeah, yeah. Jim Crow is a literal crow. It was just like, <laughs> hey, it's me. <laughs> Anyways, laws are gonna be different now. Uh, <laughs> you never thought of Jim Crow as an actual crow? I think about this regularly. <laughs> it's this very racist crow who's like. <laughs> Changing laws, making them unequal. Okay. Uh. <laughs> okay. Sorry. No, but I just love, first of all, his makeup job is insane. He's, uh, yeah. It's like they really airbrush the shit yeah, out of yeah. him. But like, next time you're in trouble, don't call the cops, call a crackhead. Yeah, call a crackhead. I was thinking about that for a while, actually. And I was like, I, I don't think a crackhead would kill you. Yeah, no, I was going to say, yeah, next time I'm in trouble, calling a crackhead actually sounds better because i have yet to see a crackhead who uh, is asked for help not at the very least be a little helpful i'm yeah, sorry but but, like, or like I, not have the strength to murder you right exactly it, listen 
I don't know. This is coming from obviously a guy who has never met a crackhead, but like crackheads, if there's one thing they're good at, it's solving some sort of puzzle because that's all they're thinking about. When you're just like, hey, 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 I need help. Someone just stole something. They smoke a little crack and then like Mighty Mouse. Yeah, well, that was Popeye the Sailor Man, oh, but okay. both. Um, and yeah, here I come to smoke some yeah. crack. <laughs> and then they're like, okay, let's do this. And then by you, you walk to the bathroom five minutes later, you come back and they're like, this goes all the way to the top. <laughs> this is the mayor. Every time. That's why they call them crackheads. Cause they always crack the case. Exactly. they they are crack fucking detectives. Yep. Um, yeah. And also like, just, he's just like some people, <laughs> some, some people blame cops. I blame, and I was like, you want to say it. I know you want to say it. You want to say you blame black people. Yeah, like you want yeah. to, I blame the black criminals mostly. Lolly <laughs> crab. I love. That a, is definitely what. A good racist Louisiana guy is yes. so funny to me. <laughs> well, I do declare. <laughs> All right. Bye we, gumbo. We got one more and this is. Oh, so. Dr. Oz has been attempting to hit back on um, John Fetterman's just mm -hmm. incredible ad campaigns, which include a recent one comparing Dr. Oz to Dr. Nick from The Simpsons. So good. You know, like, it's just, he's just crushing it uh, on every level. And um, all Dr. Oz can muster is paying some fucking horrible ad firm to repurpose jib jab cartoons oh, no. and cards if you remember jib jab which is just cards that put yeah. like your face in like a dancing elf or yeah something. remember the iraq war around that time those were the funniest things you'd ever seen mostly because the iraq war things were pretty dark back then yeah. we laughed at whatever we laughed at literally anything so quiznos he... commercials were funny to us then. <laughs> here is that attempt uh to um you know just nail nail fetterman to the cross and prisoners free while borders overflow soon may the fetterman come to bring us radical socialism one day when the nation is done we'll wish we'd told him no soon may the fetterman come to bring us radical socialism one day when the nation is done we'll wish we'd told him no Oh God, that is a, a little bit of a Planet of the Apes thing at the end, where the uh, it looked like the Statue of Liberty was just covered, was like broken in the ground. I'm yeah, sure. like why is it apocalyptic? Yeah, I you guess bring us radical socialism. I kind of into that. Yeah, like first of all, slaps. Yeah. Um, we wish you told them no. The no part is the only part I actually don't like. Um, <laughs> told him more is what I would have said. We need more of that radical socialism. It's amazing how many like there's su there's such obvious misses for uh, well, some of these some of these rhymes or like they're just right there to pick up off the ground as, and like you just fucking left it. As an expert in doing uh, like parody um, songs, mm -hmm. mostly about the Wire and the Sopranos, I gotta say like um, I respect the choice uh, because the Fetterman part does kind of work with the song, but the wish we told them no part is just like. Mm. Doesn't work. And also, he, they are... Soon may the Fetterman come to bring us radical socialism. Yeah, I, many, I, I like many. that, though. Yeah. I mean, I like the message and I like the music. Yeah. And the, I think the funniest thing about this is that's that song that everyone is doing on TikTok. 
that is like yes, the sea shanty. That's what they're hoping will happen. Right. And I'm like, hey, um, I don't know if you guys uh, know this, but uh, your constituents, Dr. Oz, they don't know what the fuck a TikTok is. Uh, <laughs> so really, they're just like, what's to? this song? They don't get the parody song. And trust me, as a guy who has done parody songs of, uh, of obscure Panda Bear B-sides for the Wire podcast, um, people don't like when they don't know the reference song. All right. What's Even, the biggest flop song you've had? I don't know. I mean, this season I've been cranking them out pretty fast. Uh, <laughs> I probably my my panda bear. Uh, I did Benfica, which is this great song at the end I don't of. Know, uh, I don't really like one of panda, these panda bear, bear albums, and it's so good. It's it's just a song about uh, his favorite um, soccer team in Portugal. Um, Matt Lieb, so, thank you so much for joining me for oh this show. God. We're gonna take oh a. Before we wrap, obviously, read some comments, give some thanks out. Excuse me. But everybody, check out Matt at Matt Lieb. At Matt Lieb Jokes on Instagram, at Matt Lieb on Twitter. And if you like The Wire or The Sopranos, uh, I do uh, rewatch podcasts on both of those TV shows. Pod Yourself a Gun, Sopranos podcast. Pod Yourself The Wire, a The Wire podcast. Yeah, both are great. Uh, I've been on a, a couple. I've been on The Sopranos. Haven't been on The Wire yet. Well, we just started it. I know. I'm very excited. You will be on. Um, and yeah, I wanted to we just let you guys know we're gonna have a little bit of bonus about fentanyl. Yes. I'm gonna take a pee break. Yes. Then we're gonna talk with the patrons, uh patreon.com slash bituation room, all about rainbow fentanyl. It's gonna Ooh. be really good. I'm someone who's 13 years clean and sober, opiate addict. I have so much to say on fentanyl. Um, it's gonna be a lot of fun. But for now, thank you so much to everyone who's been uh, here, who's been commenting, all the sweet things people are saying. Um, Schmegley says, is this an anti-Fetterman ad? Exactly. Uh, right. Uh, A-Risen said, it looks like a SNL skit. Um, they cannot stop making uh, the people they hate look cool in their ads. I and I love it. Calm like a bomb on Twitch. Those are community theater rejects. Definitely. We're talking about the Tudor Dixon uh ad that nobody asked for including yourself yeah. um no sacred cow thank you for the super chat writing in crt is a dog whistle is a dog shit dog whistle i get it yeah. you, did, you did a dog a, a or a cow shit is yeah that... it's a bullshit a bullshit it's a bullshit it. dog whistle matt you're so smart i you know i um, I, I know my emojis what can i say um uh, matthew ball i completely understand why these two are together such similar and awesome senses of humor Oh, uh, that's very and sweet. Because I'm hot, is what they're saying. Yeah, I'm also he's irresistible. Oh, um, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't sing it right. Um, Diana Murray says, "Is someone in Fort Myers who still doesn't have power and an older dog with pneumonia? Fuck all my reps. I'm so sorry, Diana. I really hope power comes back on, and I hope your dog is okay. I know. Hope puppy dry, and keep and dry. yeah." Keep puppy dry and keep yourself safe and dry and happy. Um, Liz Bertelson, thank you so much for that generous super chat. Take care and good luck for to for the good luck for the soon to be mommy and daddy. Always love and enjoy and see and listen to your comments on TYT. Francesca just recently found you here. Hell yeah, yeah. find me here usually on Tuesdays, but not for a little bit of time. A little bit of a break while the baby. Oh, I'm is... getting majorly. She doesn't kick. She just like swoops. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Um. 
tweeting that tweeting twitch says mr lieb is a handsome guy thank you oh my god curvy starfish on twitch get some crocs or slippers and you're right at the end they will shrink my feet will shrink back yes i oh. am going to invest in in crocs and cross my fingers that's really good that my feet will shrink judy phillips says but wait ukraine did agree multiple times not to join nato and putin annexed territory territories anyway hmm. that said i think the u.s wants to push Na the nato option for to force the rest of Europe to commit to war with Russia. And I don't like that. hundred percent. Oh, there's there. First of all, again, we're not experts, but yeah, there, that was on the table initially. And that's what I mean. Like the other side, the actor is not reliable. Yeah. He's not, um, Putin, not a, a good rational actor at this point. No. Um, and he looks thick. <laughs> Putin looks thick as fuck right now. We got some love for Josh Healy. Thank you. Everybody check out, um, uh, check out normal all the ain't uh, normal. normal ain't normal. Um, Sarah said they gave me a shot of fentanyl when I was in labor and I and it missed my contraction and wore off and then I puked. I totally I've been asking about like oh any like less invasive you know thing medicine and they're like well we got fentanyl I'm Jesus Christ yeah we got fentanyl have you not been watching Fox um, we got scissor and Fenty so yeah. those are your options and with that you guys I am going to play. Lay fart song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Hopefully this is working. Thank you so Fuck. much to the new patrons Fuck. at $10 or more. Darren Muku. Shit. Jenny Hautamaki. Welcome back. <laughs> Steven Rokikta. Thank you. Yeah. To Alex P. To yeah. Just Czar. You guys are Fuck. wonderful. Yes. To Ra uh, Thank you so much to... Send some Emily for resubscribing or subscribing at tier one to Diz Dim Sir for giving out 20 community subs. I think maybe 40 community subs because there was two 20s. Depressed Progressive, thank you so much for your your elevated message saying baby gift. Thank you to um, Bika Rice Show subscribing with Prime to Rar Bear Dragon for gifting one month tier one sub. This is on Twitch to Grandpa Dragon for resubscribing at one month tier one. Writing finally a way to end the climate emergency only problem that sends us into nuclear winter. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Lloyd for subscribing uh, uh, at tier one again. You've been subscribed for six months. Willie Gus for subscribing at tier one. Um, thank you guys so 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 much. Uh, Frank Morning Tree resubscribing saying we and Sharpie. Diesel, depressed, pro, uh, depressed, progressive writing. Fifteen months to celebrate the last week before y'all are parents. It's lots of fun. And then Raw Bear Dragon, Frantifa, engage. Um, Hunger Games, nineteen eighty nine. Subscribing for two months or second month at tier one. Uh, nine months in total. I never know how to read these. Obviously, um, I'll be doing a last Twitchuation room tomorrow. But thank you guys so much. Thank you to everyone who works on this show. To Paige Omek. To Maximilian Inhoff. To Alexandra Ornest, to Andy Vasoyan, and to everybody. Remember, we are going to be back end of November. I assume middle to end streaming 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on YouTube and Twitch. Follow us in the meantime at Franny Fio on Instagram and on TikTok, but then uh, at Bituation Pod on Twitter. And remember, you guys, fight the power. Fuck the patriarchy. Don't just bitch about it. That's right. Look at my eyes. Goodbye. <laughs> wow.